going to be in the book of Job tonight, Job chapter number 23, Job chapter 23, and while you're turning there, I'll remind you that right after the service, uh, Ms. Victoria, Ms. Victoria Roberts is going to be selling her new book, uh, Courage to Pray, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it'd be a, it's a good read, it's very well written, and a brilliant publication printed it, and I want to make it available to you, and so uh, there'll be, that book will be for sale right after the service, and so you can take uh, advantage of that. Uh, Job chapter number 23, and I did mention at the beginning of the service that I have uh, nine statements, and I wasn't joking. Uh, I do have nine statements that I want to make to you tonight, uh, but I will not preach them. Uh, if I preached each one of them, we'd be here a long time. Uh, but uh, tonight is one of those messages that I am certain that what is said tonight uh, would, will help somebody in their current situation. Uh, but I want you to pay close attention. This is one of those messages to pay attention to now uh, because somewhere down the line, you're going to need uh, what is said tonight. Uh, so often uh, we, and this is one of the great things about the Word of, Word of God, we run to the Word of God at that moment when we need it. And I'm glad we can do that. I, I've done that so many times I've lost count. Uh, but we also should be, as I taught in Sunday school this morning, uh, learning, keeping, storing in our heart, uh, because sometimes we face some things, and if we have not already prepared ourselves, uh, we're not going to respond in the right way. And so tonight is one of those messages that I'll be very deliberate in uh, what I say, because I do want to move uh, uh, quickly tonight so that we get through everything. I don't want to keep it too long, uh, but it's going to be a very practical, more like a, a Bible study, Sunday school class uh, types, uh, type message tonight, uh, but I think it'll be a help to us. Uh, Job chapter 23, in verse number 10. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Well, as soon as you hear, turn to the book of Job, you probably get a good idea uh, that is, the message is going to have something to do with the trial, uh, tribulation, uh, because it is impossible to separate Job from enduring a trial. Uh, God put some things in the life of Job and then recorded in Scripture. And for generations, uh, Job and his trial has been on full display uh, for generations to uh, be, be aware of. And so I want to use this verse of Scripture. And from this verse of Scripture, I have nine statements uh, that I want to give us tonight uh, with, with this thought. Your trial is precious. Your trial is precious. Uh, we... Nobody says, oh, a trial's coming, I want it. Uh, but a trial is, is, is precious to you. I do believe how we approach life, the attitude we approach it, does make a difference. Uh, Christians get bitter because they don't understand something God's doing, but if they just had the proper perspective of how they looked at it, uh, they get a better understanding of some of the things that we have to go through. So tonight is one of those messages. I want, us, I want to mention some things. I want us to, if you want to take notes tonight, take notes. At least then I'll know you're awake. And, uh, and, and so there's some things that will help us to consider in the future. Father, we thank you for the wonderful day you've given us. Uh, we thank you for your love, your care. Uh, we thank you for the morning uh, that we had. And now we come to time to the preaching of the Word of God tonight uh, on the subject of trials. 
and the value of our trials. May uh, we consider these truths. May we uh, maybe write them down in the margin of our Bible tonight, but more importantly, uh, may we set, settle them in our heart uh, so that when our time of trial comes, uh, we can realize that you're doing a work in our life. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll read the text again one more time. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job reminds us in this very simple, very short verse uh, that God has a will. And God created Job. God knew what Job would experience. We know from the book of Job that uh, God signed off on everything that Job went through. Job reminds us that uh, he knoweth the way that I take. God has a plan for each and every life. If you're five years old in the building this, this evening, God has a plan for that five-year-old life. Fifty years old, God still has a plan for your life. 115 years old, uh, six or, some of you, God still has a plan for, for your life. Uh, God has a plan for our life. Sometimes life surprises us, but it never surprises God. Some of you have experienced trials that took you by surprise. It did not surprise God. Just as God knew the way of Job, He knows the way of your life. Many of you in the past year, you have endured trials that you, you never anticipated that you would face. And praise the Lord, you've come through the other side and God has delivered you, but you never saw it. Uh, th- as a pastor, in, in, in thinking of what God might have uh, for our church Sunday after Sunday as I prepare my message and praying for different things and praying for many of you, and uh, I, I often think, I often think, who is it that a trial is coming around the corner? And no, we, none of us have any idea uh, what they're going to face. Uh, none of us have any clue uh, the trial that is going to come. That, that in itself ought to keep you and I very close to the Lord. I'd hate to be running from God and that trial come. Uh, I'd hate to have a loved one uh, who needed my prayers when they faced their trial, uh, and, I, and I'm away from the Lord. But the trials are going to come. Job's trial is probably the most famous trial. Uh, preachers have preached from it. Uh, we, we've read about it uh, for, for generations. Uh, it's been recorded in Scripture. And for all time, uh, Job's trial will be recorded in the Word of God. Uh, but I want to, I first of all, just, just remind all of us there is a, this isn't one of my nine statements, so don't, don't get excited. Uh, uh, by way of introduction, I have seven in my introduction and then nine in my, it, that sounds a lot better than saying I have 16. Uh, uh, you know, I want to remind all of us that there's a difference in a trial and a chastisement. This morning I preached on the life of Jonah. Jonah faced some things because he was running from God. Oftentimes, uh, with a, a, a spirit of faux Christianity, fake Christianity, we're away from fellowship with God and we say, oh, I'm going through a tri- trial. No, you're going through chastisement. You say, and many times I say, well, how do I know? Well, if, if, you're, if your Heavenly Father is spanking you, you probably not haven't asked the question, is, is He chastising me? Uh, we, there's a difference in that. Uh, the, the chastisement is to get you back in fellowship with God. A trial will come in the will of God. A trial will come as part of God's plan. And I'll say more about that in just a moment. But we see in our our scripture here, he says, When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Gold is a precious metal. Gold is a precious substance. Uh, It it has value. 
it costs money. Um, the, uh, you buy something that's made out of gold, you're going to pay more for it than something that's not made out of gold. Uh, and there is a value. It is, it is precious as the scripture is, uh, mentions it to us tonight. So let me give you the nine when we think of a trial. And if you're going through a trial tonight, this will help you. Uh, but, and I want it to help you because uh, we need to be reminded of some things. Maybe you've come through a trial and this will help you look back to see what God has done in your life, or why God did certain things in your life, but certainly I want all of us to take note so that when the trial comes, uh, we are prepared and we have the right mindset of what God allows us to go through. Statement number one is this, a trial is a divine process. A trial is a divine process. A trial in the life of a Christian comes from God. It comes from Him. But do not lose, lose sight, do not lose the focus of the word process. A trial is not something that you're in and out of. It's a process. God doing a work in the life of His child. It is a divine process. Sometimes we can get a glimpse of what God is doing in our life. Sometimes uh, God may give your pastor a little bit of a glimpse of what he's trying to do in your life because uh, being a little bit outside of, 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 of what's going on, I can get an insight. Well, God, God might be doing this and this, but truth of the matter is, no man, no man knows all the reasons for why God allows a trial to come into our life. It's a divine process. Again, the difference, uh, if, you're, if you're running from God, if you're away from God, uh, the trouble that we come in, sometimes that's, of our, oh, that's our own fault. Uh, but so many times, it's, I, I mean, I've had this said to me, Pastor, I'm, I'm doing everything I know to do, and this is what I'm going through. Wanting an explanation that I cannot give because it comes from God Himself. It's a divine process. Let me just throw this out before I move to number two. Uh, just because you go through a trial today does not mean that God is punishing you for something you did way back in your past. Uh, if, if, you're, if, you, if you've gotten saved or you've gotten right with God and, and, you're, and you're serving God today, God might just be putting you through another process. It's a divine process. Number two. God's will appoints the trial. God's will appoints the trial. Uh, Job reminds us, but he knoweth the way that I take. God has a will for every child of his. He has a path. He has a plan. He has trials that he will allow into the life because of, a, of a child of God because it is his will for their life. Uh, there's a trial. So if you are going through a trial or you face a trial, uh, that is something God has designed for you. I cannot go through the trial for you. I, I'll be honest with you. I've prayed that before. God, if you'd let me go through that for them, I would. But I could, it would not do what God's trying to do in your life. What I, what I mean by that is I'd like to relieve the suffering. I'd like to find some kind of an answer. But no man can do that. A parent cannot do that for their child. A, a, a spouse cannot do that for their spouse. A Christian cannot do that for another Christian because God's will appoints them. It, it, it's just a fact of the matter. This was the will of God for Job. It's what God designed for Job. 
The will of God is what appoints them. Don't fight the will of God. Don't run from the will of God. Uh, sometimes we don't understand it, we don't like it, but trials are part of the will of God for His children. Statement number three. See how fast I'm moving? God's love is not absent from them. God's love is not absent from them. God knows the will for every person's life. God, remember, it's a divine process. God knows what He wants to do in your life. Let's just be honest. Can we be honest? We are in church on a Sunday. Let's be honest. There's some things that God cannot do in the life of a Christian any other way but a trial. Any other way but a hardship. But in the midst of the trial, God's love is not absent. Some of you, there's, and I don't know who you are. You probably don't know. I'm certain you don't know who you are, but there's a trial coming that you don't see. You know nothing about it today, and God doesn't let us know because we'd run the other way. But it's part of God's plan for you. And when you're faced with that trial, you be reminded on June the 2nd in the Sunday night service, your pastor reminds you about something about your God, that when you go through a trial, it doesn't mean God's love is not there. It doesn't mean that His love is absent. Truth of the matter is, it's to the contrary. It's in the trial, you'll feel the love of God more. Uh, God's love is not absent from them. Number four, God's presence comforts us in them. When you go through a trial, I'm thankful in the trials that I've endured in my life. I'm thankful to have uh, family. I'm thankful to have friends. I'm thankful to have a church family to, to let you know that they're praying for you, to uh, support you to uh, just pat you on the back a little bit. I, I'm glad. And if you haven't faced that trial, if I could encourage you to stay in church because the, the preaching's good. I encourage you to stay in church because the music's good. But let me tell you, if for no other reason, if you don't like the personality of the pastor, you don't like anybody else, stay in the church because when your trial comes, you're going to need the support of those around you. But there is no presence that will comfort you like God will comfort you. If you study the book of Job, and as many of us have, you find that there are miserable comforters, as the Bible calls them in the book of Job. And I'll not take time to go through all of that tonight, but they had a lot to say to Job in their feeble attempt to comfort him. But can I tell you tonight, there's nobody that can comfort you like God can comfort you. Hey, if you have a trial coming in the latter part of 2019, maybe it'll come as 2020 uh, arrives. You don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. But God has ordained in His will for your life, there's a trial that you're going to have to endure. There, there's, there, there's something that you're going, you're going to enter into a, to a valley that you had no intention of entering into. Uh, you couldn't choose it. Life dictated it. But when you're there, I promise you, you'll find the comfort of God. 
you'll find His presence. And just having His presence, you'll find is comfort enough. Because right now, on this side of the trial, this is the way we live. God, can you explain to me this? Can you explain to me this? Can you tell me this? Can you, tell, can, can you explain to me this? And often you'll find yourself like that in a trial. But, but every trial kind of gets you to a place where I'm not even asking for an answer anymore. God, He is still there. He's still there. And the fact that He's still there is, is comfort enough for me just knowing that His presence is there will comfort you. Statement number five. Almost halfway there. A trial is a useful process. We said it's a divine process, but it's also a useful process. God is not going to put His children through anything for the sake of putting them through it. So we first have to understand that if a trial comes, a tribulation comes, a walk through a valley comes, it's divine, it comes from God. I'm not talking about self-inflicted things that we all are prone to. I'm not talking about the consequences of poor choices. I'm talking about when God designed our life, He gave us life, He made a plan for us along that pathway. He chose for us to endure a trial. That comes from God. And there's things we have to remember. In there, He's not going to leave us. His love is there. His presence is there. But it's not just a divine process and the fact that it comes from God. We need to be reminded it's a useful process. If you're in a trial tonight, there's a, there's, there's a use to it. There's something that God is trying to accomplish. There's something that God is accomplishing. It's useful. Maybe this will help us as we endure the trial that we're going to have to face somewhere in the future. To approach it with, what is the use in this? I don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't want to be here. But if I have to be here, oh, this helped me so much when our daughter Amanda was sick and eventually passed away. I knew I couldn't change it. I knew I had to be in it. But somewhere along the line and, and give God all the glory, something just clicked in my mind. said, if I've got to be here, I might as well learn everything I can learn from it. I might as well get everything I can learn from it because I'm getting an education I never would have asked for. It is a useful process. And I'll tell you tonight, in 2019, as your pastor, one of the things that made me the pastor that I am more than anything else is what I went through in the sickness and the death of my daughter, it was a useful process. It's useful. I didn't say it's useless. It's useful. God will use trials not to punish you. Often, sometimes we'll say, oh, God's punishing. But it's just the... God doesn't have to punish because there's consequences of choices. If you live a life of sin, you're going to reap that. God doesn't have to do a thing because he's established some laws. But as we saw in the life of Jonah this morning, God will do some things to get your attention. But I just want to really uh, get this uh, confirmed in our minds and our hearts today. When that trial comes, God is not using it just to put you through it, just, to, just so you can suffer. There is a use behind it. It is a useful, I'll use that word again, process. Trials are not here and gone overnight. It's a process. You think of 
When he tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You think of the purifying process. It is a process. The same thing with our trials, a useful process. Number six. A trial is a token of value. A trial is a token of value. It is not on accident that Job compared coming forth out of the other side of his trial as gold. Because it's value. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by token of value? When you come out of that trial and you've trusted the Lord, you've depended on the Lord, you're aware of the presence of, the God, of God and His preservation, you will then begin to understand the value of the trial that you've been through. Uh, Dr. Jack Howells used to make a statement, in, 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 and, I, and, and I used to uh, have a hard time with this one statement that he made. I'm going to paraphrase it, I'm sure. That he never, there's never a trial that he wanted, but he never went through a trial that he was sorry that he had. And he used to make, as a college student, as a young preacher, I used to hear him make all kinds of statements. Oh, that was good. That was good. I'm going to write that in the file leaf of my Bible, and I'll claim it one day. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. He'd say that one. I'd be like, I just, how can you ever be grateful for suffering? How can you ever be grateful for a trial? But then if you go through them, and you get on the other side far enough to see the work that God has done in your own life that could not be done any other way, you begin to see the value in the process. There's a reason why God does not give us a choice. If God came to us and said, you, oh, I, I want to do a work in your life, you want to suffer, we'd say, nope, I'm good, thanks. Oh, we, we, we get excited and on fire for the Lord. I remember as a, as, a, as a young man and a young preacher, Lord, do something in my heart. Break my heart for people. I want to do something. We have no idea what we ask. We pray, Lord, use my children. I want my children to be used by you. Do whatever it takes. Then God does not get the trials. He doesn't get the process pre-approved. Long before the foundations of this world, he had lives planned in the trial that we would go through because it is, does come from him. And what an acknowledgement by Job to say, he knows the way I go. And we need to be reminded it is a token of value. If you're in the trial tonight, you just hang in there. You hang on to the presence of the Lord. You be reminded that you didn't choose it, but God chose it for you because it's a divine process. And you get far enough on the other side, you're going to see the value that, is, that it brings for you. You're going to see the value that it brings for the cause of Christ. And you're going to be able to say, that trial was not a waste that trial was not something that just stuck me on the shelf for a year. That trial was not something that just took my, took my focus and took my strength. It has value. It says it be as gold. Didn't say it was going to be as common as dirt. Be as precious as gold. Number seven. A trial is a test of genuineness. 
It's easy to talk the talk of a Christian. It's easy to talk of a faith in God. It's easy to say, I believe this book no matter what. But when the trial comes, it's easy to say, I'll never turn my back on God. I'll never question God. Then the trial comes. God gets to see how genuine our heart is. We get to see how genuine our heart is. Others get to see how genuine our heart is. You you don't know how real that precious metal is until it's put through the fire. You, 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 teenagers, young adults, listen, listen to me, young Christian, listen to me. You can say you believe that Bible, but you don't know it yet. You don't know if you believe it. Oh, you, you have done what you should do. You're borrowing your pastor's beliefs. You're borrowing your parents' beliefs. And you, oh yes, I believe that book and I believe that is true. But let when the trial comes, then you can't depend on friends. You can't even depend on family. It is only God. It is only the Word of God. Then we find out what you really believe. Let God take the decision making out of your hands, and we'll find how much find out how much you trust Him. How much you believe Him. How much you want to just please Him. Well, it just seems like all these things that I never anticipated them. Friend, we're put on this planet to please God. And if God allows you, He's chosen for you to please Him by just enduring a trial, then praise be to God. I can please my God by enduring, by, by, by going through that valley, by enduring that trial. That's the only way that we really know if we really mean what we say. You young men that are called to preach. You can say you believe the Bible is the infallible, inspired Word of God. It'll be tested. It'll be tested. Oh, you can say, nobody will ever tell me how to preach. Why do you get married? Or, 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 or. Or, or wait till that Deacon Diotrephes, who wants more prominence in the church, we'll find out. Oh, I believe God will answer prayer, and I believe God will always be there. Then God says, okay, we're going to see how genuine. Here's the trial. Parents, I would caution you when those children are young and you dedicate them, which you should. Say, God, whatever you want for them. Because what God has planned for some of them are some trials. And then we'll find out how genuine 
You really are. See, God, it's easy for us. God wants to try our heart. Just like I preached about Jonah. He was praying and praying and praying. Of course, everybody's going to pray. Get me out of the belly of this well. But God knew the sincerity when he said, I'm going to do that what you've told me to do. I'm going to pay my vow. God said, okay, I see the sincerity of your heart. Now I'm going to put you on the pathway. The same is true with a trial. So you say, well, well that's a ne- that, don't look at that as a negative. Wait, flip that switch in your mind. Oh, I love God. I would never forsake Him. I will always trust Him. And then when God puts you through a trial, I get to prove it to Him. I get to show Him. It proves the genuineness. Number eight, a trial is a means of purification. I already said it. I'll say it again. There are some things that God cannot do in our life or that He can only do with a trial. Let's just be, face- let's just be honest. Our prayers are different in the, in the valley. Our prayers are different in the crucible of suffering. Our prayers are different We don't even know if we'll see the sunrise in the morning. The prayers are different. It is a purification. As we know, we ought to search our heart. We know service after service, pastor's going to give an invitation call. And and we know every day we ought to search our heart. But there's nothing that will cause a soul searching and and, and putting our own life under a microscope. Like going in that trial. And God, what are you doing in my life? Why are you allowing this? And then we begin to search. Is there anything that would keep me from being able to reach out to my God? And we know. It's a purification process. There's some things God is not going to be able to remove from your life unless He puts you through a trial. There are some things, let me say it like this, that you need removed from your life that you don't even know you need removed from your life. There are some things that are hindering you from being closer to Him and you don't even know. There's a depth in your prayer. There's a depth in your living that you're not even aware that you can have until you go through the trial. And it is a purification process. And God puts us through that trial so that we can push back that which would hinder us from being all that we can be from Him. It is a purification process. We know it to be true. The way you remove the impurities from the precious metals is to put it under heat. To put it in the fire. To remove remove the the impurities. Friend, part of this has how we approach what God allows us to do. If we start at the beginning and realize that a trial is the will of God for us. If He allows us and you may say, Well, Pastor, God hasn't put me through a a lot of trials. Praise be to God. He didn't seem necessary. But hold on. Hold on. There could be one right around the corner. It is designed by God. It is a means of purification. I'll also add this. If you're constantly in a mode of purifying yourself, God doesn't have to 
put you through certain fires to purify yourself. That's why search me, O God, ought to be a daily thing. Uh, we can avoid, I believe we can avoid some trials. But trials are means of purification number nine. A trial is preparation for service. I said it many times throughout this little outline that God's not going to put his people through suffering just so they can suffer. He's not going to put his children in areas where they shed tears just for the sake of them shedding tears. There's several things we need to know it's about it being from God. But part of the purpose of the trial, and we conclude tonight with a reminder that a trial is a preparation for service. There is something when you go through a trial that God has prepared you to do. It, it doesn't matter uh, what, 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 what title you hold or not hold in the work of God. It doesn't matter. Uh, age, there's something when God puts you through a trial, He puts you through it for a purpose, for a reason, because He has a plan, an area of service that He wants you to serve in. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just, uh, for, you know, for, I can understand for a preacher, it could be certain things. It could be a purification. It could be a, 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 a learning how to pray in, in, in a much more significant manner, a depth to, to, to understanding the Word of God. I can understand all those things, uh, but, but Maybe for the layman, it's just, I want to have such a close relationship with God that now God will use me to get things from Him that He'll not use somebody else to use because I've gone through this process. That's my area of service. Whatever it may be, if you go through a trial, when you come out the other side, hey, take a deep breath for a moment, get your bearings about you, but that does not mean you're done, does not mean you're put on the shelf. It just means God has prepared you for a service. He's prepared you for something that he's going to do uh, in your life. Hey, when we go through that trial and we're faithful to God and we depend on him, if nothing else, God can use us as an example for somebody else. God can use us as strength for somebody else. If they're not going to quit going through what they're going through, I can't quit because I'm not going through that. But coming out from the other side, that's when you begin to understand the value of what God's allowed you to go through. And that's where you get to the place where it's like, God, I, I know that you're perfect. I know that you've planned this, and I've got to concur with you. I never would have dealt with this if you had not put me through this. I never would have grown to this point if you had not allowed me to have this trial. And be be ready to serve when you come out the other side. God is a gracious God. He's a good God. He will not allow a trial to enter into your life without a very clear and distinct purpose. Now, I'm not talking about chastisement. I'm not talking about choice, circumstances of our own choices. Pastor, I, I, I can make my own choice. You can, but you can't choose the consequences of it. I'm talking about, as Job said, he knows my path. He has designed my life. And when you were born into this world, God did not hand your mom and dad, here's, here's their life. This is what they're going to face. This is the future. This is No, none of us have that. And I hope it's not true, but I know it to be true. With a crowd this size, there's a trial coming for somebody. 
It could be tomorrow. It could be next month. It could be next year. The trial's coming. God's designed it. God's ordained it. It's part of His will. Allow Him to use it in your life. Allow Him to do the work that can only be done through a trial. All of us, all of us, just about to every person here, most of us have been saved long enough to say, I know what it's like to pray, to pray on the mountaintop and say, thank you, Lord. But the prayers are a little different. In the valley, the prayers are a little different in the trial. And I didn't put this in the list because it just seems extreme to have 10 points in a sermon, but trials are not the same for everybody. Some are long. Some are lifetime. Some, you'll get this, when is it going to be over? For some, when the Lord takes them home. But that's what God has designed for you. And I don't have time to get into it tonight. But there are rewards in heaven for those that did not run from their trial. They did not resist their trial. They did not quit in their trial. But they allowed him to be magnified, to be honored in their trial. Suffering is no fun. But if the Lord allows you to suffer, because that's what He's designed for you, don't second-guess it. Don't look way, way back into the, to the, to, to, to the, the past of your life and try to figure out, is it because I did this that this happened? Did I do this? No, God just designs the will for His children. And there's some works He cannot do Unless it's done through a trial. Job, what a man. What a story. I wonder, when God calls us all home, if we'll be able to know. If the Lord would ever have a scenario where the Lord would say, Job, Job, stand up. Everybody who's ever been saved, the multitudes are in heaven since the time of the Bible on the printed page and how many times. Say, Job, I want to show you something. Of all of the believers assembled here in heaven, I want to show you how many didn't quit Because they read your story. Job, I want you to see all the times they read of you and your ash sheep. I want you to see of the times they stood by a loved one's grave. And they got comfort. At least, I didn't lose ten children. How many times they lost their wealth, they lost their hope, they lost their future. And they said, God stood with Job. Job, I want you to see, I want you to see how many times that could play out from the pages of Scripture, from generation to generation. 
Friend, not just in the life of Job, there'll be Sunday school teachers, and if that scenario could play out, it'd be, stand up, stand up. I want you to see how many people knew you. I want you to see, you thought nobody else saw, somebody else knew, but there was somebody at the point of quitting, and they saw the trial, they knew of the trial. Hey, I want you to see so-and-so stand up. I want you to see those that learned how to pray and they learned that God was real because you allowed that trial to come into your life and you allowed God to do the work. Hey, I want you to see how many are in heaven today because God did a work and removed some things out of a life that He only could do and it was during those times in that valley that you surrendered all, that you gave everything. And because of that, I was able to empower you in a great way so that many could come to know the Savior and they are in eternity today because you did not resist your trial. Only eternity will tell. Sometimes I wish I had an answer. But I don't. These nine things I know to be true about a trial. It's precious. When you're going through it, it certainly doesn't feel that way. When you're going through it, you certainly many times wonder, Lord, what I do wrong? Lord, why have you chosen this for me? But friend, tonight, I want us to, when the next trial comes, or if you're going through a trial tonight, you got to look at it the way, the best you can, that God looks at it. There's a reason, there's a, there's a purpose, there's a purification. And when you come out the other side of it, it will be precious to you. It will be as gold. Uh, you will be able to look back and say, oh God, look what you did the only way that you could do it. And the time will come when eternity, when we, are, we, are, we fall at the feet of our Savior, uh, we'll know that we did not resist the hand of God. Well, we did not resist the fire that God allowed to come in our life. We did not resist and we did not run from the burden that God asked us to carry. And we were able to give all glory to Him. And oh, can you imagine what it's going to be like for the preachers of the past who God gave them a, a, a pulpit to preach behind and God gave them a, a field to work in. And though they fulfilled the will of God for their life and, the, and their Savior, they get to see their Savior. And their Savior says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, you are faithful. But friend, it's going to be just the same for the humble Christian who all all they did for God was just endure their trial. All God chose for them was to bear some suffering for His name. All that God had for them was them just to endure the furnace of affliction. When they see their Savior, they may have never preached to multitudes. They may have never stood in front of a Sunday school class. But God will say, you bore that because I chose it for you. You endured that because I designed it for you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done for, for enduring the affliction that I chose for you. Well done for finishing the will that I had designed for you. That trial is going to be pretty precious. That trial is going to have great value because there's many who will give lip service to how much they love God. But there's some, all, who have an opportunity to show our God that they really love Him, that we are really surrendered to the will that He has for us. Father, I pray tonight. That you'll take these...